Thought-provoking? No question. Informative? You bet. This is Talk of the Town on News Talk 1290 CJBK. Left, right, and center, too. That time on a Wednesday when we bring people together from differing points on the political compass to talk about the issues of the day. Sometimes it turns into a real free-for-all. At other times, we tend to find a consensus on things. Either way, we think it's interesting, and it's uh, certainly provocative for us, and we hope for you as well. We remind you the lines are open. If you want to have your two cents worth tossed into the ring, please feel free to do so. 643 1290 Star 1290 in the Rogers AT&T. We welcome back to the program our uh, semi-regulars, the guys who started it all. Bob Metz and Jeff Stummer. Nice to have you here, guys. Morning, Jim. Uh, I'd like to address today, because today is Weedless Wednesday, and there's been a lot of talk about smoking over the last couple of days. Yesterday, the uh, Lung Association went public with their opinion that uh, that smoking uh, around children, uh, that is to say, in, you know, in a car with kids or in a home with kids, is tantamount to child abuse and should be treated as such. Uh, we did a little poll on the TV last night. 80% of, uh, of our callers agreed with that. And we did some uh, programming on the radio yesterday morning, and the, the vast majority uh, agreed with that. Uh, there were some dissenters. One fellow said, hey, my kids don't pay the bills in the house. I do. If I want to smoke in the house, that's my business. Uh, but most people uh, tended to take a, a rather more, shall we say, health-conscious position on that. But to, to, to move backwards and to take advantage of your, your various areas of expertise here, political expertise or philosophical expertise, are we going too far when we start talking, when we start asking the question, is this child abuse? You know, should should the CAS be allowed to intervene if mom and dad are smoking two packs a day and, and uh, you know, insisting on doing it in front of the kids? At what point do we draw the lines and say, okay, you know, on this side of the line, it's a parental decision, you make up your own mind, but on that side of the line, boy, we're going to hit you. For example, can't beat your kids anymore. Used to be able to do that with impunity, can't do it anymore. Law says, no, we're going to interfere, we're going to intervene. Um, you used to be able to do a lot of things to your kids that you can't do anymore. Jeff, I'm going to start with you because you uh, you are a lawyer, and I know you deal with th- these kinds of issues, not necessarily the smoking issue, but custody issues and intervention issues. Is is there, in your mind, is there a clear line for this kind of thing, or is it flexible, or should it be flexible to respond to the changing needs or desires of society? Well, I think it is pretty flexible, and uh, it's certainly changed a lot, even from the time I raised. I've got a uh, 21 and 20 year old and 11 year old. Even in, in those in that decade, things changed a lot as far as how you uh, how you dealt with kids, and and I hope that the changes are based on us becoming more. Um, scientifically sophisticated, like for instance, when I was uh, a kid, my parents both smoked and thought nothing of it, and I'd never thought anything of it. And to this day, when I go to a bar, it doesn't particularly bother me. It, it, smoke has just never bothered me at all. Um, but you know, as things have evolved, I guess uh, uh, now that uh, we seem to know a lot more about this. Although even in those days, it was everybody knew smoking's not a great thing. You shouldn't be around your kids, yada yada. But it was quite common. It was in those days, we didn't wear seatbelts a lot. In those days, we drank and drove. Uh, you know, as a matter of course. Um, you know, in those days, playgrounds were designed to kill children. Uh, you may recall the, uh, you know, paved uh, paved playgrounds with all these hard steel objects yeah. and things. Uh, so things have changed a lot, and uh, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I think there is a constant um, uh, risk of going too far, certainly. And we saw the case last uh, summer in St. Thomas, you know, where all the children were seized. Um, by CAS, and uh, I think a lot of people thought, well, they, they kind of went a little overboard there, kind of jumped the gun on that stuff. Um, so it is a constantly s- sliding scale, and, and on the one hand, 
I guess you want to slide based on, on again, evolving science. Um, you, you want to be influenced by public opinion to an extent, but you certainly don't want to be influenced solely by that either, because if uh, if the public, you know, decided suddenly that a certain um, religious group were pariahs, for instance, because mm-hmm. of the way they're raising their children, uh, we, we have a way of sort of getting on a bandwagon. We want to avoid that, because I, I think in a lot of ways, a home still should be a kind of a place that government just does hands off. You raise your kids your own way. Bob, what about you? You know, it's a tough issue when you're talking about kids, because... The key issue is that children cannot consent. They don't consent by law. They don't consent because they don't. They aren't informed enough. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, adults have rights, and if it's, you're, you're the king of your own castle, so to speak. But along with those rights come responsibilities. I mean, even though you're the king of the castle, you can't beat your kids, and that's appropriate, I mm-hmm. think. Um, you can't feed them poison. You can't leave them out in the cold. You you have to educate them. You have to do. There are certain responsibilities that come along with having children. Mm-hmm. And the fact that in the past that so many parents smoked around their kids was mo- more uh, um, a result of ignorance than it was of, of wanton mm-hmm. uh, child abuse. And I find it offensive that anyone's using the term child abuse in that context, because that would make my mother and my father child abusers. Mm-hmm. You know, I can tell you right now, they're not. My mother quit smoking many years ago. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, but the idea of, of, of regarding her as a child abuser is absurd. The, to me, when you use a term like that, you're blurring a distinction between a parent who smokes around their kid and a parent who might severely, severely beat their child. But or, isn't there a or, difference? To me, though, that's what child but abuse Bob, means. Isn't, isn't there a difference between your, no. mother, between your mother and you, you, you made the point that nobody thought anything of it in those days. Mm-hmm. It wasn't perceived as a health risk in those days. My parents both smoked. My mother was a nurse, for heaven's sake, and she, she thought smoking was fine because when they grew up, in fact, smoking was promoted as a healthy thing to do. Oh, yeah. You ever see old movies? You oh, see yeah. doctors in hospitals smoking away and hitting the operation. I in, in an old uh, Reader's <laughs> Digest from the 1940s that promotes smoking as a healthy thing to settle your nerves and it opens your capillaries and it does all these positive things well, for you. It does a lot of those but, things. You can't deny that. But we're not yeah. talking about your mother right. 40 years ago. We're talking about somebody today, a parent... In the light of knowledge. In the night of, light of the present knowledge. Are, are you saying that, that, that you still think that shouldn't be referred to as child abuse? I think it's too strong a term in that sense because I think you could say that this child is not living in a healthy environment. But uh, when you're getting to the point of abuse, that to me implies, maybe my definition is wrong, but that to me implies uh, a very short-term immediate threat that could perhaps result in the loss of life immediately. The issue of smoking, is particularly secondhand, is one of probabilities. It's, it's a, it doesn't, not everyone's going to be affected the mm-hmm. same. One person can grow up in a completely smoke-filled environment and never show any symptoms of it the rest of their life. Another person may be very severely affected. So obviously the smoke by itself is not the only factor to consider. Um, and I also think you have to weigh cost versus benefit. They're talking about, what, sending children's aid society and taking the kids away? Well, no, they, I, that I, was, that was sort of like, like the... punishing ult- the child for the parent's crime. That was sort of like the ultimate, you know, the ultimate sanction. The idea would be, and I made this point yesterday, I don't know if I made it clearly enough, but my idea of laws, and Jeff, I'll, I'll ask you about this too, but again, because you're a lawyer, my idea of a law is not that we want to see the punishment resulting from the law. The idea of a law is we're sort of setting some guidelines for behavior. But that's, and, that's and, and not I rational, Jimmy. If you're going to have a law, you better 
use that punishment. Otherwise, well, no, the law has I'm not no saying you wouldn't, but I'm saying in an ideal society, you wouldn't need to punish anybody because we would agree, okay, these are the rules by which we are going to live, and, and because they, are, they manifestly make sense, we would hope we would live by those rules and nobody would break them and we wouldn't have to punish. Like some people look at this, I think, and, we're, and uh, yesterday, some people were sort of raising the issue that, well, automatically then the CAS is going to come in and you're going to have to build new homes for orphans and yada, yada, yada. And my point was, ideally, they'd never, ever have to take a child out of a home. Ideally... I don't even think that's the right way to go about it. Suppose um, Father X is smoking in the home and it comes to the light, to the light of the authorities. Yeah. I think the issue is you go after him for... for for you either sue him for not meeting his responsibilities mm -hmm. with his children, and if mm -hmm. he can't, then you remove him from the home. Mm -hmm. You know, well, okay, that, yeah. that to me places whatever responsibility there is on the proper agent. You don't punish the child. I had a number of people tell me since this debate entered that they would rather, to them, what's more important, being taken away from a parent or having that parent mm -hmm. around? What is the greater damage, not having a parent in your life mm -hmm. or having a parent who smokes? And I think most kids would would say that having a parent in their life is what they want. But as you said before, they, they, can't, make an they can't make an informed decision on that because they, they're, they're not... Well, I'm, talking, they're, I'm talking adults looking back oh, looking on their back. childhood, yeah. yeah. We have to pause for a second. We're going to come back, and uh, Dave's going to join us on Left, Right, and Center along with Bob Metz and Jeff Schlemmer. You can join us, too, at 643-1290. This is Talk of the Town on News Talk 1290 CJBK, where interesting people talk and London listens. It's Talk of the Town. Jeff and Bob with us on left, right, and center, and Dave's waiting on the telephone. Hi, David. How you doing? Good, thanks. Um, I've, I've been taking a view of this. I, I, I think of it strictly as a health issue. I mean, <clears throat> for example, hypothetically, I'm a parent. I don't smoke. But I feed my kid junk food most of the time. Mm -hmm. He doesn't exercise. He's, he's obese or she's obese. Am I a child abuser? Uh, no. It's, it's a lifestyle thing. All you can do is really encourage the parents to, and educate them. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing with a, height, uh, a healthy eating lifestyle versus a healthy non-smoking lifestyle. You know, you, we don't go around calling, you know, all these little, abu like, uh, little obese kids abused. Well, Dave, um, Dave, what's the difference, really? It's a long-term health issue. Let, let's use the same standard Jim used on smoking. Then you already you you know that this food is bad for your kids, and you're giving right. it to them. Well, isn't that isn't that child abuse? No, that's I'm saying it's not. I'm saying it's a it's a health issue. It's not a it's not an abuse issue. It's um, either for whatever reasons, either you can't afford the healthier foods, or you can't do this, or you can't do that. Um, whatever the reasons. Um, threatening to pull kids out and and you know paint the uh, parent with a negative brush is the wrong approach i think it should be a, a strictly educational encouragement positive reinforcement approach uh, well, dave what about the kids in the situation though that the, and i understand what you're saying but what about the rights of the kids not well, to not to be raised by parents who aren't cognizant of the danger they're putting the kids in don't well, the kids have some rights there well, the, now here's the, the interesting part of it is, at school nowadays, you're they're educated to a, a much higher degree at a younger age than we ever were. Yeah. Um, I I know myself. My kids came home. Uh, you know, they they were totally cognizant of the the hazards of smoking. That I I'm I quit eight years ago, mm -hmm. and am thankful for it. Now, their mom 
still smokes. Mm-hmm. But they're on her all the time, and now she smokes outside. Mm-hmm. She doesn't smoke inside. Mm-hmm. You know, the it's, the kids have their they have the ability and the education themselves to to do their own little bit of uh, politicking with their parents, and that they know. And the, and I think that's where it really hits hits you the hardest. You become a lot more defensive if somebody outside your family says you're a child abuser, you smoke. Mm-hmm. But if your own kids come and say, Dad or Mom. You know, it's not healthy for you. It's not healthy for me. Don't smoke in here, okay? We don't like it. And and I think that has much more effect than the outside influences of, you know, of society. Fair enough. Dave, thanks for your call today. No problem. Appreciate it. Although, you know, if they hadn't used the words uh, child abuse, we probably wouldn't be talking about it at all. But I guess uh, it's achieved its result in that sense, and they may have overly dramatized it by using this language, mm-hmm. which is sort of, you know, realistically, we're not talking about child abuse as we see it. But it did get it in the papers. Uh, well, it's got that, that role. I'm not convinced that that's not what we're talking about, though. And Bob made the point earlier that, that you know, the parents have certain responsibilities. One of them, I think, is to keep as current as is reasonable with, uh, you know, our prevailing understanding of what's healthy and what's not, what's good for our kids and what's bad for our kids. And it's tough for me to imagine a parent justifying uh, continuing to smoke in the presence of a child. I said before that to me the idea isn't that you pass laws so you can catch people and punish them. You pass laws, you promulgate laws, so that people get the idea that these are the standards that we think you should be following. But no, but laws right. are a punishing instrument. Every law carries with it a consequence. Only, only if you break it. Well, obviously, yeah. but breaking something that you feel is your right isn't isn't an offensive thing. But like, how can it be your right to 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 take direct actions in full knowledge that what you're doing is deleterious to the health of someone under your control? Oh, I didn't say it was. I'm just saying that the person himself believing it is right is, is how he feels about it. And then that's a tremendous uh, en- encroachment on his, uh, his own... I guess you would call it uh, what's the word sovereignty of the home. Yeah, but we don't don't. don't but we do that like all the time. Where do we draw the line? This is what well, I'm shifting all the time. That's the thing. I, you know, I struck when I, when I brought my daughter home from St. Joseph's Hospital 21 years ago. In those days, using car seats for infants was quite novel. Mm-hmm. People just didn't do that. And I remember the, the, clearly the day we went to leave it was a cold day. We bought put her into the car seat and went to take her out. The nurse made us take her out of the infant uh, car seat because she said, no, they has to leave, the baby has to leave in the mother's arms. So we had to unbundle her all, take her out of the car seat and walk her outside in the cold and then put her, try and strap her back into this darn car seat. Because in those days, they just they didn't know yeah. about car seats. Nowadays, you, you couldn't imagine you know, not having an infant in a car seat. Um, things change. When we talk about obesity and, uh, and not exercising and junk food, you know, I, I read articles about how this is like a, a, a big deal, particularly in the United States. They see that this is a an, an oncoming health crisis in the United States of these kids who are growing up just playing video games, they're not exercising, mm-hmm. they're eating crappy food, uh, you know, that the obesity rates have skyrocketed and they see a healthcare disaster coming, you know, 10, 15 years from now we might be saying, you know, if you're feeding your kid uh, nothing but yo-yos all day long and not exercising, that that's child abuse, the same as we were talking about smoking today. And that's appropriate. Nothing wrong with that. 643-1290 is the telephone number. We've got another caller, Dave, with us. Hello, Dave. Good morning, Jim. Yes, sir. Um, I think uh, maybe education would be better than legislation mm-hmm. if uh, for instance people who are married or those who were planning a family they have pretty well everybody goes to prenatal classes now yeah and if they made maybe an extra four weeks for smokers to go where they went one night a week and focused directly on the fact of the risks of smoking to children then uh, then it might help to turn the tide of people's uh, uh, claiming 
ignorance as far as uh, the risks and so on, and maybe change their attitude about it. Well, you know, David, what seems to happen in my limited experience in this topic is people don't seem to say that that uh, that they don't understand the risks. They say, well, there isn't a risk, or it's not, you know, it's not, it's not going to happen to me. It's not going to happen to my kids. So, I mean, can you educate people away from that kind of willful ignorance? Well, if you think back years ago, I mean, nobody went to prenatal classes and, and, you know, as far as care of the child and what they needed to know about having a baby and so on. And I would rather see them try it from an education approach because what's going to happen is we're going to get into civil litigation, class action suits and so on, based on the fact that if the government dictates the circumstances, as the one person was talking about food and so on there, when they dictate those circumstances, then they need to make the circumstances. In other words, if people aren't subsidized to get proper food and nutrition, mm -hmm. the argument's going to be that those people uh, are, can't financially do it, and therefore they're, they're oppressed and being unfairly treated. And that's, you know, something that you could see as a possibility. So, you know, like, like somebody said on one other uh, topic earlier today, everybody gets sued for everything. Yeah. And, and I think if we could educate people and make it part of the program, if you smoke, you have a mandatory mandatory supplementary amount of time going over these smoking issues and fully understanding the risk to the child. Now, as you say, people say to you, oh, they don't think it'll happen, but maybe they don't have the facts. And if you spent four weeks, a couple hours a night, and somebody delved directly into it, brought up case histories, showed what the kids look like, the fellow that said, well, the kids can put a lot of pressure on you, but they've got to be 8 or 9 or 10 years old to do that. Mm -hmm. So they go for 10 years before they speak up mm -hmm. on their own behalf. That's a good equally point. difficult for them to, to uh, deal with those health, health issues after they've been exposed to that for 10 or 12 years. Good point. David, thanks for the call. Right, Appreciate it. You know, yeah. it's, sorry, it's, it's interesting that, uh, that I'm actually surprised by attitudes uh, that seem to be coming out to where people are just not keen on this, and, and I think it's good. I'm, but I am surprised, though, in the sense that everybody that I know who smokes is trying to quit, mm -hmm. and they all know the facts, and they've tried different methods and all that stuff, and nothing has worked yet, and they all know how bad it is. Like, it really isn't two, our, two sides of the smoking story. It's just bad. Like, it costs yeah, a lot of money. With, with the greatest <laughs> respect to people in that situation, I know lots of people like that, too, who say, oh, I want to quit. But they don't really want to quit. Because you can quit. There, there's the... the the, the, I talked to a doctor the other day, and he said this idea that that you know I'm I'm the person who can't quit is just nonsense. He said anybody can quit with the proper help, the proper therapies. Anybody can quit smoking. So I well, said anybody who, who tells you that well I'd really like to quit but I can't is just not they're not ready to quit yet. They're not serious yeah. about it. Yeah. Well, and, and maybe this fellow's idea about the prenatal class, uh, you know, where they educate them, maybe if they incorporate along with that, and here's how we'll help you and quit as well would be it would be a good thing let's go to the phones we got a caller yesterday joe called yesterday and 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 made some comments that he said i misunderstood and we've got him back today hey joe how are you doing jim good thanks i think you kind of misunderstood me I'm, I'm more concerned about the slippery slope here okay yeah because if they do this in your house yes okay what's next you're not allowed to take your kid outside on a sunny day because it is known it is a fact Okay, like cigarettes causing cancer, mm -hmm. sun causes cancer. Mm -hmm. It's also a fact that, fact that red meat causes cancer. Yeah, but Joe, the point you made yesterday, and correct me if I'm wrong, but what I took you to say was, what understood you to say was, because those things are realities, mm -hmm. therefore you smoking in the house around your kids was no worse than those, so what's the big deal? The thing I'm saying, too, is how, what's the distance 
you know what I mean? Like when when you're smoking in a house. Yeah. Uh, if you're smoking in your basement. Yes. With a window open. Uh huh. Is it any different than smoking outside, and having a person sitting outside with you, who has their kids outside, right? Uh huh. Are you hurting them? Well, would you... Uh, do, you do you understand what I'm saying here? Well, I'm not, I don't sit there yeah. and smoke in front of my child yeah. and puff it in his face. Yeah. That's not what I do. But, okay? well, but do you make sure that all of that smoke goes outside? How, how do you know? I mean, how do you know if your furnace count, the bacteria level in your furnace from normal things ain't killing your child? I guess my, do you know I, what I mean? Well, no, but because from my point of view, my response would be if I didn't know, I would err on the side of my child's safety and I wouldn't do it at all. If I didn't know, and you're quite right to say, Ollie, I, I don't know, you know, I don't know how much is in there. Why wouldn't you err on the, on the side of the safety of because, your kids? Because you know why? Because then you'd have a bunch of children. Uh, and I'm, I'm serious about this. My, my parents smoked. Okay, both did. Yeah. I didn't start till I was 30, which is stupid. Yeah. Don't, don't get me wrong. It's yeah. stupid. Uh, both my parents smoked. I didn't have asthma. None of my family had asthma. Okay. Well, it's not just about asthma. No, no, I'm though. just saying no, 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 no diseases like that. No mm -hmm. asthma, no emphysema in my family. Yeah. My grandmother smoked till she was 90. Yeah. She quit. She died. Yeah. Okay. I have a, a stepson, okay, who has a family, yeah. and neither of them smoke in the house yeah. around the children. Yeah. All five kids have, have asthma. Well, sure, Joe, but what's, disease, that, but what's that got to do with, with you taking a chance with your kids? Well, my, my kids... Don't have any breathing disease. My kids are fine, so I don't. I, I don't really collate, or, or I'm, I'm, I don't see the the window of the secondhand smoke. And I think a lot of the stuff that they bring up, and I, and, and in my heart, I really do believe that a lot of these diseases that they say are caused by smoking are caused by smoking. They're caused by by cars, because Jim, you can sit down and, like I've said a million times, smoke a million cigarettes in a row and not die. You cannot put your mouth on the end of a tailpipe and breathe that stuff in for more than two minutes or you are dead. Yeah, fair enough. Joe, you know what I mean? And there's yep. a million cars out there. All right. Thanks for the call, Joe. Yeah, We're day. out of time here. Guys, uh, last word to each of you. Robert, you want to go first? Well, I think we haven't really looked at the canvas on which this whole issue is paid, and that's the government's responsibility in this. They charge taxes on tobacco, they have a, a monopoly on the tobacco trade, and they won't ban it because of that fact. On the other hand, they have a government monopoly on our health care as well. Isn't that interesting? So they've got us coming and going. And what I as see usual. In, what I see in the future is that what, they, what they're setting us up for, if they went ahead with something like this, is for private lawsuits where a child can sue a parent retroactively because he's got some disease and it takes the burden off the social health care system and they can sue the parent. And that's what I think it's all about. It's all about money because the government really doesn't care about our health one way or the other. Jeff? Not in Canada. You just can't sue uh, for every little thing in Canada. It just, just won't work. But uh, the problem with banning it, of course, is we tried that with uh, alcohol back in the, the teens and 20s with prohibition and the public just wasn't ready for it then. And and I don't. I would have said that the public were not ready for um, banning smoking and that people were still pretty tolerant about smoking. But from what I've heard, actually, uh, yesterday and today, I'm thinking, well, we're further along than I thought we were. And I think that speaks well. And uh, there is nothing good about cigarettes. So uh, one day we should just get rid of them and hopefully the public will uh, decide that and uh, one way or another get the people through uh, who say, they, my friends who can't quit, one way or another help them get past the darn thing. Gentlemen, thank you both for joining us today. Always a pleasure. Thank Bob Metz and you. Jeff Schlemmer with us today on this edition of Left, Right and Center.